We are on everyday part dose number two. Hashtag everyday. If you want sermon notes, just send an email info at bridgechurch.cc. Let me do a quick, quick review. Uh, simple things every day. The simple things that you do every day will shape who you become. The simple things that you do every day will shape who you become. We've talked about cumulative. Oh my goodness, I thought I could do it. Cumul- cumulative. Cumulative. Cumulative effects. I could not say that last week, and I thought I could do it. Anyway, we talked about it, that CE effects and uh, increasing or becoming better or worse over time through a series of additions, including or adding together all the things that came before. Examples of the C effect, both positive and negative, are finances, health, relationships, and career. In this series, we're dealing with positive daily practices that lead to a spiritual life well lived. And we, can, we concluded last week's message talking about the devastating effect of regret. And many of us struggle with regret in our life, if not all of us. So this sermon series is about hearing Jesus say, well done, when we stand before him at the end of our time on this earth. The greatest regrets of any man or woman will be rejecting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. And the wisest decision, the wisest action you will ever take will be the day you surrender your life to Christ. So 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, Indeed, the right time is now. The right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of your salvation. Of your salvation. It's not about being a better person. If that's the case, if, if it's all about being a better person, then let's not even gather and just watch Dr. Phil all day long, if that's what it's about. And if you think that's what it's about, how is that working for you? That's a Dr. Phil line. Okay. In this message today, I want to talk about God's purpose for your very existence on this earth. Before sin entered the world, God created humans male and female for the sole purpose of worshiping him, loving him, and serving him. You want to know what your purpose in life is? To worship God, to love God, and to serve God. And if you don't get that, you will wander around for the rest of your, rest of your life trying to find that. When sin entered the world, man was immediately separated from God, and God immediately responded in love by establishing a bridge for man to cross over and return to God in humility and repentance. Every man and woman in the Bible, at some point, got away from God. We look at Moses, King David, and so many others. But God had a plan to get them back. And God's plan today, for those who have not personally embraced his plan of redemption, is to do so immediately, that today is the day of 
your salvation. November 13th, 2016. Today's your day. God's plan today for those who have personally embraced his plan of love, forgiveness, and redemption is that they would serve as his ambassadors, his representatives in this world. How would your day look different if you woke up remembering that you are an ambassador for Jesus and you represent him to your family, your co-workers, and wherever you go in the community that day. I mean, I think there's so many days that we just, you know, we, we, we get ready for work and we get the kids' school lunches and we head out the door and, and we don't even think about being an ambassador for Jesus that day. Listen, I'm a husband, I'm, I'm a father, I'm a pastor. My wife and I are a small business owner. But first and foremost, I am a child of God and I represent him. And that's at the core of my identity. That's at the core of who I am. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. Listen, when we die, there is a heaven and there's a hell. And we're going to one place or another. I was talking to a, a, someone that we know, and I just found out that her, her, uh, her mom passed away. And, 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 and uh, the, this girl that I know is unchurched. And, um, and, and, I, and I, I said, I'm really sorry to hear about your mom. And, and she passed away uh, this past week of, of cancer and, and battled chemo for, for quite a while. Got down to 80 pounds. And, um, you know, I just feel, feel terrible for the family. And, uh, and she says, well, you know, thank you so much. And, and she said, you know, it's been really hard on the family. And she said, um, um, you know, it, it happens. And then she said something. She said, would you pray for my mom? And I said, well, I can be, I'll be praying for, for you and your family. There's nothing that we can do for her mom right now. She either entered heaven or entered hell. And we can't pray. There's, there's, we, don't, we don't believe in purgatory. And so when you take your last breath, I pray that you are right with the Lord. And, and you say, well, that's pretty harsh teaching. Because you know what? The Bible that we read says that. And I believe in it wholeheartedly. In a second letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul talks about the believer's ministry of reconciliation. And he uses the term ambassadors for Christ. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. This is a New Living Translation. And it says, In all of this, salvation for mankind is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us, Christians, his disciples, Christ followers, 
this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message, ministry of reconciliation. So we who are saved, reconciled, and now serve as Christ's ambassadors, God is making his appeal to unbelievers through us. We speak for Christ when we plead with unbelievers to come back to God. Come back to God. And this is the definition of an ambassador, is an esteemed official acting as a representative of a nation. He or she is sent to a foreign land where the ambassador's role is to communicate and clarify the official position of the sovereign body that gave this authority. So Paul, in his writings to the Corinthian church, equates his own calling of that of, of an ambassador. And he urges all Christians to consider themselves as ambassadors for Christ. The gospel of reconciliation, man trusting, embracing the cross of Christ and his resurrection from the dead as their only hope of eternal salvation was always at the heart of Paul's preaching. Listen, man is so divided with one another, especially now, because man is separated from God. That's why there's so much division right now. We can't expect heaven on earth. It's, just, it's not going to happen. God will give you glimpses of that. But we are expecting heaven to come down right now and, and that's not real. We live in a fallen world where men are separated from God. And when men are separated from God, man is able to do anything. Man is able to do the worst uh, atrocity that you can imagine. 1 Corinthians 1.17 says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Paul is saying here that God didn't send him out to gather a following for himself. It's not about how many people that, that Paul can gather for, for Paul's sake. Paul is saying here that God not sent him out to gather a following for himself, but rather God sent Paul to preach about what Jesus Christ has done and to gather a following for Jesus. Listen, it's not about me. It's not about Pharaoh, and it's not about Andrew. If you're here for us, you're here for the wrong reason. We're all just interim pastors who are only here for a short while. It's not about the bridge. The bridge can't save you. We're not trying to gather a following. We're here to help you get to Jesus. Don't keep your eyes on us. Listen, I'm going to disappoint you. And I'm not going to meet all your expectations. I know that's shocking, but it's true. But God is perfect. God is perfect. So let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Listen, if you come... 
and you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ today, and, and, and then you say, you know, man, I, I surrendered my heart to Jesus, but I just don't feel that the bridge is the church for me, then that's fine. Man, there's so many pastors that are close friends of mine, and, and I'm going to say, okay, what kind of church are you looking for? And, 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 and let's find when, when they meet, and let's send you there. It's not about, you know, building the bridge. It's about building the kingdom. Capital K. So lost man's reconciliation with God, salvation is possible only because Christ went to the cross and received the punishment that was due for us. That's the only way. And when our Jesus cried on the cross, it is finished. The barrier between sinful man and a holy God was removed. Making all those who trust in Christ holy in his sight, without blemish, and free from accusation. And you can just look at Colossians 1.22 and about that. So I'm going to give a few more scripture references. Um, if you guys just want to write them down, because uh, there's a few more that I want to go over. We're all, we're all familiar with this one. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Listen, as believers, we should do good things. We should do good works, but not to get God's favor. We should do it because we love God and we want to serve God. That's where it comes from. So every day as Christians, as his disciples, as Christ followers, we are to live with a keen awareness that we are first and foremost God's ambassadors his representatives in this dark and lost world of sin. So that's why we should look different. That's why we should look different on social media. And I don't see that. I don't see us being salt and light in a lot of areas that we need to be. And we need to stop it because we are not glorifying God. You are not. Listen, I, I'm all about social media. I, I, it's, a, it's an incredible avenue to, to get the gospel message out there. But we need to check ourselves. So every day as Christians, we are as disciples, we are as ambassadors. Do you know that uh, we launched our third campus in Mount Olive five weeks ago? 
And do you know that last week, six people came to Christ in Mount Olive at the bridge. Isn't that awesome? And uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a, a basketball player that, that came to Christ, came down after service to the altar and, 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 and talked to Pastor Andrew. And this guy was so tall. You know how big Pastor Andrew is? Pastor Andrew had to look up at this guy. That's how tall he was. And uh, God's doing an awesome thing down there. But do you know that, that these six brothers and sisters in Christ are now ambassadors and are now mess messengers for Jesus Christ? They weren't before. They walked in the door that day. But when they left, their identity changed. Their eternal home changed. And now that they are, they are ambassadors for Christ. 1 Thessalonians 2.4 says, For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. Let me read this one more time because I think it's really important. For we speak as messengers approved by by God, to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please who? Is to please God, not people. He alone, he alone examines the motives of our hearts. Many of you are so focused on pleasing man. You will never do it. You're focused on pleasing friends. You're focused on pleasing your boss. You're focused on pleasing your, your spouse. You're focused on pleasing your parents, no matter how old you are. It's not about man. It's not about pleasing man. It's about pleasing God. It's about living for God. That's what it's about. I'm going to step on your toes here a little bit. Hopefully some of you wore, work, you wore your work boots. If you are saved, if you say, I'm a child of God, and you are not being a messenger for God, you are not doing what God has called you to do. You are an ambassador, and you are a messenger. And if you're keeping that to yourself, then you're wasting time, and you're wasting opportunities. So as Christians, we live our lives in this world every day as representatives of another kingdom. And Philippians 3.20 says that we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we eagerly we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior we are citizens of heaven listen it's it's this tension i think that you know that that we have to that we're, we're wrestling with that if you 
don't know Christ, like know him as a personal relationship, because like we know of a lot of people, they have no clue who we are. So if we don't know Christ, if we don't have a personal relationship with Christ, you will wander all the days of your life trying to find hope, meaning, and purpose. And if you do know Christ, this is not your permanent home. And I think many of us as believers get frustrated because we forget that. And we think that this is all that there is. Listen, if, if I drew a line from like the beginning of time to eternity, which would just keep on going. And we want to talk about your life. Your, your life is like a dot on this line. And so we're just really focused right here and forgetting that it's all about forever. I want to look at Ephesians 6, 19 through 20. And we're about ready to wrap it up here. So Paul is writing this verse from prison. All right, so keep, keep that in mind. It says, and pray for me, or before we speak, where are we at here? Sorry, guys. And pray for me to ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's myster- mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and the Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador, so pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Notice how he said the good news is for Jews and Gentiles. If you're Jewish, can you raise your hand? Up in here? Yeah, no, no Jewish people here today. Gentiles, that's, that's you and I. Aren't you, aren't you glad God include that, included that for Jews and Gentiles? So Paul is in jail for obeying God. Some of you have spent time in jail for not obeying God. No one raised their hand at this moment. Here's the crazy thing that, I, that when, I, when I read this passage, Paul is not praying to get out of prison. Listen, prison back then was nothing like prison is today. It was, prison back then was a dungeon. And a lot of times they put your legs in these wooden things that, that cause cra- like se- just severe cramps. Like, have you ever had a cramp, you know, and you just like want to lay down? Like, can you imagine just having a cramp for days or, or, or weeks and they barely got any food? Guess what? We need to go to the bathroom. You just go in the corner and it's just there. Paul is not praying to get out of prison here. 
he is praying to his brothers and sisters in Christ. He is praying that he would have the right words to say with boldness to those who don't know Jesus Christ. That's what he's praying for. Maybe right now, you're asking God to get you out of the situation you're in right now because it's hard. Maybe it could be your work environment. Maybe it could be your situation with your health right now. Whatever it is. But God is the one that has allowed you to be where you are right now, not for your comfort, but because there is someone who needs Jesus Christ that you see every single day. And it may be that guy or that girl that you can't stand being around. They see you living out your faith every day. They see you being an ambassador for Jesus every day. And they want what you have. And so God has placed you exactly where you need to be for this season, for this season where you're at you're not going to be there forever it's important that you know that this is a season where you're at listen we can almost endure anything as long as we know that it's just for a season that god is with us and so god has placed you exactly where you need to be for this season to proclaim Jesus boldly as his ambassador. Maybe, just maybe, our prayer shouldn't be, God, get me away from this place, ASAP. Maybe it should be, God, help me see why you have me here. God, Help me be your ambassador. Help me be your messenger because it's really hard right now. And I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who don't like me, who hate what I stand for, who are difficult to work with. You know what? You used to be one of those people too, probably. And God sent you an ambassador, a messenger, where you were at. As God's ambassadors, Jesus taught in Matthew 10, 16, that we are to be as shrewd, discerning, and wise as snakes, and as innocent, as inoffensive as doves. Do you know who Jesus was the harshest with? 
It wasn't those who were far from Christ. It was the religious rulers who cared more about their ego than they did about people. Yet I find that today that Christians often are the harshest towards unbelievers. You know, the church is really good at telling the world what we are for against. We're really good at telling the world how they should live, and that's not right, and that's not right, and that's not right. But what if we focused on telling the world what we are for? What are you for? Do your coworkers know what you're for? Or no one likes to be around you at work because you're just one of those Christian jerks. Listen, people should be drawn to you. You should be salt and light. And, and people should, should, should be like, man, I, I don't know what is with that guy or girl, but I just like being around them. In the early church, Acts 2.47, sorry, I just spit all over the place. Acts, no, guess, see, there's no one sitting down here, they know. Acts 2.47, it says, They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. What if the community enjoyed the goodwill of being around you? What if your work and vibrant? What if your family enjoyed being around you? To have the favor of the community because they know what you are for. My wife uh, was here on Thursday. She can't be here today, but she was here on Thursday. And, and we just wanted to share a personal testimony of being ambassadors for Christ every day. And, and um, my wife and I, we, uh, she, she did an incredible job on Thursday, so I'm probably not going to do as good, good a job as her. Um, but we kind of wrote this out. This is what it looks like being an ambassador for Christ every day. Because if, if, you know, if, I'm, if I'm you, I'm like, okay, help me get practical here. What, what, do, what can I do today? What can I do tomorrow? What can I do this week to be an ambassador for God? Living for Christ in your everyday life can open up opportunities for you to be Jesus and share Jesus with other people. And there's four things I want to say real quick. And if you want to write these down, that's great. If not, no problem. Number one is prayer. Prayer. Number two is pursue. Prayer, pursue. Number three is purpose. And number four is peace. So prayer, purpose, 
I'm sorry, prayer, pursue, purpose, and peace. Prayer. It starts with praying for God to give you opportunities. You have to pray for God to give you opportunities. When our former neighbors moved away, we prayed for over six months that God would give us neighbors who were either believers or neighbors that we could minister to. And guess what God did? He gave us neighbors who we could minister to. Number two, pursue. When God gives you opportunities, you have to take them and pursue people in order to build relationships. Our neighbors are military, and we're just moving back to the States. They were waiting on their furniture because it was overseas, and so we let them borrow our furniture. Uh, Sabrina dropped them off farm fresh eggs and a meal to them. I mowed their lawn because uh, they didn't have a lawnmower, and it was getting really high. It was almost kind of like a jungle, so I mowed that for them. Sabrina bought, brought over a rake to them and, and, uh, and, and let them borrow it. And when, we, when she saw that they were using one that was not a real good rake, she let us have ours. We are intentional about spending time outside playing with our kids, and even at times disciplining our kids as well. Yes, we discipline. Yes, we raise our voice at our kids. Uh, we aren't worried about being perfect. We're just uh, focused on being real and genuine with our neighbors. And our neighbors started noticing something different about us. Purpose. Since we focused on being Jesus to our neighbors, it gave us an opportunity to share about Jesus. We've been intentional in having purposeful conversations when the opportunity arises. Uh, it's been tough for our neighbors to adjust getting back to the state, so we've tried to be sensitive to that and, and to be a listening ear as well. My, my wife and I have both lived all across the country, and, and so we, we know what it feels like to, to transition to a new place and and to get adjusted, and we, and we remember the people that really um, extended the hand to us and how much that's meant to us. Our neighbors know how important family is to us. They see how we treat our kids and, and spend time with them, and, and that our faith shapes who we are, and we've invited them to church, and they've even come a couple times. I don't think they're here today. That'd be awkward if they were. This week our neighbors asked if they could get together with us and talk about our faith. I wasn't able to be there, but Sabrina had lunch waiting for them. They had already eaten, but she didn't know that. And she had a conversation with them for nearly three hours this week. It ended with the wife being so grateful that she gave Sabrina a hug saying the conversation made her feel better, and her husband, who doesn't know what he believes, asked for prayer. It also concluded in the husband stating that out of the thousands of people he has met over the years that claim to be a Christian, there are not many like my wife and I. 
He said, you guys are like one in a bajillion. But credit doesn't go to my wife and I. The point is how great God is. The neighbors are seeing God in my wife and I, and all glory goes to him for what he has done in and through our lives. And the last point is peace. When you pray for people, when you pursue a friendship with them, when you have purposeful conversation, it leads to giving them an opportunity to experience a peace they have never experienced before, and that's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I would love to tell you that they asked Jesus to come into their heart this week, but they didn't. I believe that, I believe that, that she's saved, uh, but she's still figuring some things out, and I, and, and I believe that, that he wants to know but just is not sure what he, what he believes. One last thing that Sabrina was hoping to add on Thursday, and, and she had forgot, so she, she really wanted to make sure that I, I said it today, is that being an ambassador for Christ and living as his representative is a responsibility and a privilege. Being a child of God is an awesome, comes with an awesome responsibility and an awesome privilege. And it's not one fueled by a pressure to perform or do good works, like I talked about earlier. It's fueled by a heart of gratitude for all he has done for us. Because of his extravagant love for Sabrina and I, we get to love others and live our life for him. It's about being grateful. When you think about all that God has done for you, when you think about how he has changed your life, you, the only thing you are compelled to do is to share that with others. The only thing that you should be able to do in Thanksgiving in a couple weeks when, when you see family and friends that you haven't, haven't met in a while is you have an opportunity to be, to be Jesus to them. You are compelled to love your neighbors. You're compelled to love your coworkers. You're compelled to love your family. That's what it's about. So let's do that today. Let's do that tomorrow. Let's do that this week. And it's hard, man. It's hard to love people. Man, it's hard to love me. But when God has, has prayed for you, when he's pursued you, when he's given you purpose, and when he's given you peace, the only thing you can do is to share that with others. Let's pray. God, I want to thank you for this morning. I want to thank you for my family that I get to be with this morning and, and share your truth and share your gospel. And I just want to thank you, God. I want to thank you for allowing us to be your ambassadors, to be your messengers. And God, we can't do that without you. God, I thank you for never giving up on us. 
you created us, you saw something that maybe some of us have a hard time seeing. And God, this is not our home. Forgive us for trying to think that this is our home. And there's going to be difficult days and there's going to be difficult seasons. And instead for us praying to just get out of it, for you to take us out of it, I pray that we would think about why we're in it and who we need to reach out to. God, help us to pray, help us to pursue, give us purpose and and help us to have purposeful conversations and help us to extend the peace that so many of us have experienced. And if there's anyone here that has not experienced the peace of Jesus Christ, they can today. All they have to do is, is remember and to know that they are a sinner in need of a Savior to give you control, to ask you for forgiveness. And surrender to you, Lord. It's not about living a perfect life. It's about living a surrendered life. And if if there's anyone here today that does not know Jesus, would would you just make a declaration today with all eyes closed? On the count of three, would you just raise your hand if you're making a first time decision for Christ or if you're making a rededication? One, God loves you. Two, you'll never be the same. Three, raise up your hand if you're making a proclamation, a declaration, a decision for Christ today. Raise your hand. God bless you guys. God bless you. God, I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you for what you're doing in our family. I thank you for what you're doing in this church. I thank you for what you're doing in the community. I thank you what we get to be a part of. It comes with an awesome responsibility. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you need some prayer, we're going to have some people up here praying for you. I'll be down here, pray with you as well. Uh, Hope to see you next week, week three of every day. God bless you guys. We love you. Uh, Take care.